0: Warning. This program typically features respectful, nuanced, and well-informed commentary, strong language, obscure pop culture references, and spurious allegations.
1: We, we, we know of new methods of attack. The Trojan The Fifth column, column,
0: column. Greetings and welcome back to another exciting installment of the Fifth column podcast that just hit my mic i'm camille foster i do very things <laughs> to prethink, and i'm
1: i'm sorry i'm sorry if i hit the it's, mic and that that's was disturbing that's not to good. You. did you not no. hear that or yeah didn't. it was gonna be it was like another exciting and then yeah. i was not exciting anymore it wasn't right? because i ran into mic. the mic well i hit
0: it It <laughs> distracted me, me. over <laughs> the mic good <laughs> lord <laughs> You're
1: like a cat just that was a your pause
0: on the mic it was okay. a mistake listen yeah i'm not perfect i know
1: oftentimes it seems that way but i do yeah so many people are writing in saying you know camille's perfect (laughs) and i write back i'm like well sometimes he hits the mic and his wife no i'm joking Um, (laughs) hey hey i never no i'm just trying to To defame you i'm not a wife i'll sue you for eight million dollars um
0: and joined by matt welch reason magazine michael Moynihan, vice news and um it is a it's an important week plenty of momentous things taking place yes it's becoming a weekly affair um, another another mass shooting incident in tulsa that's making some headlines
1: fewer headlines because it's about somebody angry with their doctor yeah and that's nobody cares about the political the dimensions die. are
0: a little weird but yeah, if yeah. there was universal health care maybe this wouldn't have happened somehow oh Not i guess really we could
1: spin it that way sure yeah.
0: about that well yeah. maybe someone will
1: maybe someone already has i mean the doctor was black i don't know if the shooter was white well was he?
2: No, he was not.
1: Oh, he was not. No. Oh, okay.
2: Oh, wait. No. Are you assigning race to
1: people, Camille? Well, he he, ha- he has to work within the confines of this podcast. <laughs> and I'm right, I'm using the terms that most people on earth use. So <laughs> Makes it a little easier. No, I'm using
0: I'm using other people's descriptions of the of the shooter.
1: Yeah. Don't play by their rules,
0: Camille. That's what I heard on Twitter. Hey, I don't play by their rules. I do not. We can talk about that <laughs> later as well. This is the the beginning the beginning Incredible. of of Pride month. Um so we at the Fifth Column obviously are celebrating
1: Pride <laughs> month. <laughs> isn't, um, isn't it? We should have Jamie
0: Kirchick on. Plenty we, we should book. talk about. Let's call Let's Jamie. He's we got to call only, him. I, our only gay friend. He wanted to come over this. <laughs> <night.
1: laughs> I mean, your only gay friend. I'm trying to find straight <laughs> friends that I have at this point. Um, <laughs> you guys, I guess, are my only straight friends. Um, no, I mean, the uh, Jamie's book, I just started um, uh, reading it. And, is, it super, uh, is it super gay? Uh, it might be the gayest book that I have. <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> it's the gayest book in yeah. history. And then in history. It's like yeah. 800 pages yeah. about gay DC. Yeah. Um, I have the complete lyrics of the pet shop boys. So that's, that's, you know, that's competing, <laughs> but, um, no, and, in, in the, it's fascinating. The stuff that I read, I was doing the thing where you just pick it up in the middle and, you know, you can always tell a really fascinating, good book. That's like, you know, smart and gossipy at the same time. Um, I, whether one means it to be gossipy or not, but, uh, when you pick it up in the middle and you just start reading for like 10 pages, uh, that's, did, that's did you catch that, that
0: is the Moynihan test. That is what yeah, he does. a does. And
1: I really, I've enjoyed it. And he's, he's a friend and, um, and been a friend for a long time. So I'm biased, but, uh, but we should have him on. And I think one of the reasons that, um, you know, Jamie and I have b- been talking about, uh, doing something around his book is that he's doing the podcast rounds mm-hmm. and we never want to do the exact same thing that everyone else is doing because he's on everything, <laughs> all the podcasts that are in our kind of orbit. Yeah. I um, thought he was are... just on
0: that, that Russell's podcast. Actually
1: he was, yeah, man.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Jesus, he'll do anything, won't he?
0: I'm <laughs> no kidding. kidding. Even Jesus. In that, right? You know,
1: we have this thing where I'm supposed to make fun of that, and Dad gets supposed to get mad, and it's like professional wrestling. That doesn't get mad. He's, I've never seen him upset. Oh, he gets he's gotten mad at me. I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's like angry. Like, he's super mad. He's, so, he's, he's a passionate man. He's a, a passionate, passionate man. Yeah. Um, William Barr testified in Congress today. Um, in front of the January 6th. Billy commission. B? Wow. Um, so that's that's interesting. And we do have a verdict in the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp defamation. The suit. trial of the century. <laughs> yes. Yes. Kind of, sort of. At least the trial of the month. Yeah. It has captivated Americans. I don't know where to start. There are certainly some other things going on as well that I know we've, we've kind of kicked around. We'll see where this goes.
1: <laughs> you are truly obsessed with this trial. <laughs> I mean, it's not just I wouldn't me. have called it. I wouldn't have it's called that you me. would be a, No, I know, but I just wouldn't have called that you would be obsessed with this trial. I, I mean, just I think, I
0: think listen, obsession obsession is a bit overstated. I am following
1: this because you're like mowing the lawn tracks, listening to testimony <laughs> with a headphones. I track,
0: on. <laughs> I track the media. I, I'm interested in the things that interest other people, and I'm interested in the way these stories are being covered. I mean, today, I'll tell you two things. So we're talking about the trial. Let's just talk about the trial. And you you know the details here. Johnny Depp, overwhelmingly regarded as the victor here. Depp is due to receive uh, about $8.7 million, it looks like. Um, it would be more than that, but Amber Heard also... Won something uh, in this At case. A $2 million judgment, yeah. A uh, $2 million judgment, but the judgment was based on something that defamation, um, a defamation claim, a countersuit based on something that one of Johnny Depp's lawyers has said, not something Johnny Depp said. kind of got
1: annoy you. So the that's... lawyer is like, <laughs> "I'm sorry, I fucked up. Now yeah. two, you lost $2 million. They cost
0: you two M's that you're probably never going to get. Um, this, yeah, is, yeah. this is very much a Tawana Brawley kind of situation where there's a judgment in your favor, and it's a lot, but
1: you ain't going to see that money. She ain't got that money. Um, which is what Amber Heard... Well, but she has the potential to earn that money unlike mm-hmm. Tawana Brawley. Maybe. Who's like, <laughs> I don't know, I could stage another hoax maybe if I could make some money doing that. But I whereas mean, Amber I, Heard, I think, I don't think we've seen the last of her. I don't think that that, um, you know, all this that speculation, like, you know, Johnny Depp says is he's gotten his career and his life back and people um, speculating that, that that's not true, that he won't get his career back. Does she not um, find a
0: way to evade, evade paying this money uh, in, in much the same way that many other high profile celebrities have? I suppose like O.J. Simpson manages to, to evade paying the damages from his. What's up to um, the world? <laughs> from his legal, his legal <laughs> suit, the civil suit that followed the criminal suit. Um, wait, he hasn't paid that. He hasn't paid. No, anything? but you know what I, what I under, as I understand, and I haven't looked at this recently, but he has a bunch of those universal variable life insurance policies and had a bunch of his money tied up in that. And because he was getting distributions from that, um, the family wasn't able to get that cash. So they ended up getting the rights to like that book if I did it. Yeah, um, which they which they, they very cleverly to the changed it it. to
1: if uh, to I did it. Yes, by by <laughs> putting the if inside. Very very small. It's yeah. very very small. It's very very funny. small. Yeah. yeah, they did that. on Which there. I mean, yeah.
0: honestly, God, that's gross. Can you imagine that shit? How gross is that? Yeah, this is the r- so this is real life. Like <laughs> that's a thing yeah. that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OJ. Yeah.
1: From the, from yeah, well, the I know the person who from the who Hertz commercials conceived of that book and published it. So <laughs> can't really say much, but um, but yeah, no, that was that. I mean, he thought that was a good idea. Yeah, well, let's speculate. If I did it, which is kind of hard, considering you actually did do it, so you have to (laughs) pretend that you're speculating, which basically means that you replay the murder in your head and then you change Change, the details, subtle
0: subtle details.
1: Yeah, well, there was was someone else there. Yeah, yeah. And I I think the book should have been called "If I Had a Second Chance." (laughs) This is what I would have done. This is how I would have committed the murder and gotten away with it in a like an easier way, not having the whole trial. So,
0: yeah. Um, But but watching the Amber Heard thing um, kind of settle out and and I'm calling it the Amber Heard thing now, probably because I've I have complicated feelings about this because I'm inclined to believe that Miss Heard was largely misrepresenting the truth in this case. um, Mm. And the jury probably ruled in about the right way. But she's been decimated. Mm. (laughs) I it feels like her life is ruined at a minimum. Like she is financially in a very bad place. Maybe she'll get more acting gigs in the future and be able to, to kind of rebuild a life for herself. But I don't like to see anyone get steamrolled in that way. And I believe in redemption and I want good things for her at some point in the future. So I can't like revel mm. in the destruction and dismantling of this person. But neither did like Amy Cooper go to jail. She didn't go to jail. She was only yeah. persecuted mm. for a little over a year and has had her life destroyed in a very meaningful sense. Amy Cooper, the the Central Park, quote unquote, Central Park Karen, um, who who I did some reporting on. If you're unfamiliar, you should go find it. It's, It's quite good. Um, pullets, pullets are worthy. I've been told looking at Mary Weiss's podcast. Yeah it's, not, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's not on our podcast. <laughs> you can
0: find it in many places. Well, you can find some exclusive additional coverage in our Substack archive for members only. So you should actually go subscribe if you're not already true? subscribed. And yeah, you'll, you'll find, find it. I, I provided some exclusive some. commentary. And in fact, there. Yeah.
2: on the Substack uh, page, I, I linked to three or four different uh, previous uh, uh, commentaries that we did about that. Uh, mm-hmm. On yeah. the weekend uh,
0: links, oh, yeah. Geez, I don't remember anything anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. there's a lot of great stuff in there. I mean, that's the one thing you should remember, Mister Moynihan. If you're if you're not already aware, well, I'm in a phase Tell of my friends. life
1: <laughs> where where I get up and I go into the other room to to do something or get something, and I get into the other room and I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? Yeah. So this is happening increasingly, and I'm worried about it a little bit. So yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that I don't remember these podcasts. Maybe uh, post COVID brain fog. Um but, yes. but yeah, I'm watching. But, you know, well, get destroyed. Get back, to, back to you uh yeah. you know apologizing for the uh the violent temper. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not apologizing for her. Yeah, yeah. I'm just the saying that it's I, I see um, it yeah. happening and and I mean look,
0: it it stirs a little something in me. I feel somewhat bad for her and I don't know. But I mm, feel yeah, so my my
2: conflict isn't feeling bad for her because she lied and got caught. Yeah. Um and It is. I'm conflicted about the application of defamation laws in general um, because sure they chill they chill speech they chill bad speech. (laughs) So there's that. Um, So I'm I'm caught between uh, you know kind of wanting libel and defamation some good speech too some good speech too Uh, libel and defamation laws to be shrunk down into a little nubbin. Um, But also there is there's a remedy that happened here. Um, and there was uh, it went to a trial. It's a civil trial. It's not mm-hmm. uh, a criminal trial. But like so much of our lives, our, our public lives and disputes and stuff are attempted to be adjudicated in the court of public opinion. And which is weird and filled with garbage. And it was so hilarious to see so many people. There was a guest on Brian's uh, Stetler Stelter show. I'll never get that right. Um, uh, I've, I've Lexia. <laughs> Uh, when it comes to that, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, who and Brian uh, uh, tweeted this uh, out uh, afterwards, saying like, well, "This is just you know, this verdict is just like a like it's reminiscent of the witch trials. It's like you know what? Huh? Wait, um, what he said? <laughs> oh, he didn't what? say, but one of his guests did. Um, and and I saw a lot. I only watched the trial one did day. Did he push fact, back
1: and say you're a fucking man, <laughs> and why did I invite you on?
2: He retweeted it as if it was an insight and not, not really uh, his style. And,
1: yeah, and
2: yeah. Uh, Um, And like, it's it's very weird to see like journalists and supposedly responsible commentators. And I watched I just watched the reading of the verdict, which was delayed by lots of like funny things. And so Mm -hmm. everyone was trying to fill time on CNN and MSNBC and and Fox, which I was toggling between. Um, uh, And uh, the commentary is incredibly vapid and and hilarious. Um, But so many people, you know, they're asked about their legal opinion about it because um, they're supposed to have some expertise there. And they would say, well, actually, you know, in the court of public opinion, this has already been decided. It's like, no, you're that's the le- legal yeah, expert. <laughs> yeah. And you don't call it a witch." They actually yeah. went, went to trial. It's like the Juicy Smollier yeah. thing. It actually went to trial. We should have more adjudications and we should uh, look on those adjudications. We can we can disagree with a judgment. But we should be happy right. that, and this is kind of a Me Too case. A lot of people have commented, this is a referendum in the Me Too, uh, which is too strong. It's just an individual case, but um, it does call to mind that if you are accused of various things in this, for the most part, those people haven't had their day in court. the 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 shitty media men list uh, case with Stephen Elliott is ongoing and in, in in the system. It's really hard to go. You got to spend a lot of goddamn money to go and get your reputation back. I'm totally shocked that he won by so much and got all these damages, and it's crazy. Uh, And again, I'm not happy or not. I don't feel a a sense of comfort with defamation and libel, Mm -hmm. but there is something kind of uh, rewarding or or healthy to see an actual adjudication of claims made because in this country, and this is something we've observed since April Fool's Day of 2016, if there is almost no penalty for making loose ass accusations about any number of things. You are a racist. You did the vi- domestic violence to me. You did this, you did that. And a lot of people have lost their jobs and it almost never gets to a place where it is adjudicated either in a courtroom or with like some really damn good journalism or something like that. So in that sense, Hmm. I like this result. Don't necessarily like to see a lot of defamation and libel uh, in this country uh, and kind of shocked that Johnny Depp got a good result here and a bad one in England. That's, That's the opposite of how those things usually go. But... It's well, not, good on De- to- not
1: on on um, libel. I mean, libel, you can bring anybody to court for any reason in England. I mean, no, that's, that's the why thing. Pe- that yeah, yeah. De- people are libel shopping. Usually, and, you know, Depp would have
2: won in England and lost in America instead of the, the reverse. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, the standards are a little looser. And, you know, that was a judge, not a jury, things like that. But um, no, I think that the thing that why people are so interested in this is beyond the celebrity thing is kind of people have been waiting for the counter. Uh, example of a Me Too claim in court that have always gone kind of in one direction. It seems like I've always gone in one direction. I'm not saying that's actually true. But that's the instinct, is that there's been the Harvey Weinsteins and the Bill Cosby's, and you know, the, and those are two people that are, you know, appear to me to be monsters. And then the ones that are kind of on the margins, and then the ones that are unclear, but they've always been treated kind of the same, right? And you know, this this seems to be a pushback against the absurdity that we saw um, quite a bit in, you know, once in the Washington Post as a headline that got changed of uh, believing 50% of the population, no matter what they say believe all women, which is an, a, an astonishing thing. So that didn't happen in this case. <laughs> women genetically cannot yes, lie. Yes, they cannot, they're <laughs> um, incapable of lying. It's unbelievable. It's when in sp- their chromosomes. You know, so. is is um, I'm not a researcher, but it is belied by every relationship I've been in. Um, that's not a good read, that's not so a good like, data set. No, Unclean. No, you did fuck him. They're like, no, I did not. Believe <laughs> all women, including me. I <laughs> saw <are>. you. <laughs> These Just, are yeah. not the droids <laughs> yeah. you are looking for. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, look at hey, my hey, ovaries. Hey, this is the yeah, truth. I'm like hypnotized by them. It was like, I, maybe I didn't see that. This is Eddie Murphy, but maybe it wasn't you. I saw you. Wouldn't me? Um, that's, but yeah, so like you have that thing now where it's the, the, the pushback is, is uh, you know, and look, what happens is people get so used to that. You know, used to the way all of these uh, cases have gone and they've gone pretty much in one direction that the counter blast came from so many people in the media like why is amber heard being you know brutalized in the media why is everyone against her it's like i don't know because maybe a lot of those audio recordings were pretty damning and it doesn't preclude one from also saying that johnny depp is probably a bit of a a uh drunk himself right i mean i don't think that these things uh, have to be binary. I think there's a lot of, but you know, but the the claims that she made in that piece, which her lawyer in that clip that you sent Camille from the um, uh, mm-hmm. CBS show, was <laughs> was like, you know, she didn't even mention him in the walls and the Washington Post piece. It's like. Yeah, okay, so who is he talking about? <laughs> that would have been the good follow-up question. He's like, I was a victim of abuse. It's like, all right, so can we clarify who it was then? It wasn't, some, it was somebody else. Okay, it was Elon? Was it Elon? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the absurdity of all of this and just so little of it in the conversation um, when it comes to journalists and, you know, advocates of some sort don't really have much to do with the evidence at hand. It has to do with what side you're on in that battle. In the kind of Me Too battle has it gone too far. And this is from the perspective
2: of those journalists, of the people yes. making the kind and you should be into, I don't know, journalism. Like, yeah, like that well, would be I, a, yeah.
0: I will say though, about that, about that particular segment on CBS this morning where Gail King is interacting with uh, Amber Heard's attorney, there's actually a little bit of pushback in there. It's there's a, little bit, there's, yeah. there's a little bit a little bit of tussle in, which again, for me, the Gail King moment that most sticks out in my mind is Relates to that Amy Cooper case where she had these frequent conversations with Christian and Cooper. juicy.
1: Small <laughs>
0: she did a I don't know if she did I think that might have been um I, I Robin she, Roberts who Robin did Roberts did but I
1: thought Gail King said something about it, which was you was know what very, she did. You're yeah. right, she did. But yeah. even
0: Gail, and so now we're I don't know if we're transitioning, but we haven't talked about it on the podcast. There have been numerous media reports um in, in the past couple of weeks about um Christian Cooper, the gentleman who amy cooper called the police on in the park getting a television show um mm. <laughs> on national geographic um, about bird watching this is a bird watching show on mm. national geographic starring christian cooper um, and <laughs> in every single one of the headlines i've seen almost without exception uh the story is described describes christian cooper as a man who was falsely accused by a white woman in the park and it's not that's the, not how the headline is actually false. There is no false accusation made. Um, There is an explicit accusation made that he was threatening her. Um, There is a further claim that she makes that he is threatening her life. Now, whether or not one believes that he was threatening her life, there can be no dispute. The man Mm -hmm. literally threatens her. And Gail King, to her credit perhaps, um, (laughs) actually says to him, to Christian Cooper, in that interview, um, you were talking to this woman, Amy Cooper, and you said to her, um, if you're going to do what you want to do, I'm going to do what I want to do, and you're not going to like it. She asked him about this. Yeah. Um, and his <laughs> response was, I
1: meant I'm going to get a show on television <laughs> yeah. on National Geographic <laughs> Channel.
0: That's what I meant. I'm going to yeah, do
1: something you yeah. don't like by getting a show yeah. and talking about you on yeah. that television show. And,
0: and since I've said something to her credit, I'll go further and say, but to her discredit, and um, perhaps eternal um, discredit, um, she, he, he responds, yeah, I did say that. Then the voiceover kicks in.
1: She says, though, at one point that you said to her, look, if you're going to do what you want, I'm going to do what I want and you're not going to like it. That's absolutely true. He says he only planned to offer a treat to the dog to get the owner to leash it. It's an old bird watchers trick that dog owners tend to resent. (laughs) An old birder
0: trick where you call someone's dog who doesn't belong to you, offer it treats against the owner's will, and by your own admission, the woman is screaming, no, leave me alone. And you persist in harassing this woman and her dog. Um, and then feign astonishment when she decides she's going to call the police on you.
1: Uh, Camille, <laughs> I, need to, I need to confess something. And I need to uh, oh. do it right now before we get oh, too boy. far away from it. Oh, um, my God. I am, according to the, the internet, um, a full-blown racist because I said Gail <laughs> King... And as you pointed out, it was Robin Roberts. This, um, <laughs> that he did the interview, but I, I I, still am pretty sure that she spoke about it. But um, apparently, uh, a chap on Fox News called Jesse Waters. Heard of him. Um, uh, Smart. Said, you know, it's a sport, oh, smartest attack. Oh my one. God, sharp. <laughs> really sharp, that one. Um, that he said, you know, full credit to Gail King for, uh, you know, redeeming herself on Jesse Smollett. And somebody on the panel was like, that was Robin Roberts. And there are articles in the Chicago <laughs> Tribune. There are articles everywhere about how he's a racist for this. He confused the two of them. How could so, you possibly? So, you know? I, I mean, I spent my entire youth uh, confusing Eldon John and Billy Joel, but I don't know what that means. <laughs> but uh, maybe it means I'm, I hate, like, white piano players. Is that uh, true? But uh, So she weighed in, <laughs> weird, uh, Gail King, uh, when she was on the, uh, the political show, uh, called Late Show with Stephen Colbert, um, <laughs> which is a political show on at 1130 every night.
0: Definitely not a comedy.
1: No, it's not a comedy show. Yeah. It's a it was once. It's a show least. about Russia yeah. um, <laughs> and how everyone works for the FSB. So she, so she was on that show and she said that she had reached out to Waters colleague Dana Perino and uh-huh. asked her to quote, let the rest of your colleagues uh, know that all black people don't look alike. Ooh, sick burn. Um, (laughs) I I mean, I've said like, oh, that was an interview with uh, Brian Stelter when it was an interview with... you know one of the other people on that network this happens all the time i mean it's just like it's not a crazy thing mistake to make but yeah. uh there's uh, but she did i think she did comment on it and that's what i was talking about but not yeah. necessarily the interview yeah no and you were right so there it is yeah yeah but i mean i just i do want to take credit for being a bigot uh for for saying uh, her name when well, people confused. think i should have said Robin roberts confessing it, but i confessing talking. your racism uh, it's is the first the step first step in that i mean that's when that's what it said on page uh two of uh what is it white genocide the book by uh, what's her name uh <laughs> robin d'angelo What's, what's it called, called? <laughs> white, white at
2: nice racism <laughs> well yeah. no, that's
1: uh, the second welfare. one when in, in case you didn't this get it the white, first time white fragility white fragility, fragility. yeah, yeah, yeah. White,
0: white genocide is Tucker yeah. Carlson's next book oh sorry is, I didn't, I'm see confusing all these, these actually, what I did. people who actually, have actually in his first book but it got pulled
1: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that wasn't, wasn't his best work
0: oh look it he was
1: just a young buck with a tight little bow tie on he looks like a fruit of Islam actually you know with that tie on you know, that's what they all oh, wear. Yeah, maybe. Yes. That's what has been a while. It's been, I mean, huh. what, with the Nation of Islam guys? No, with or, uh, oh, Tucker, the Boat He time. hasn't worn a yeah, book Time 15,
0: 15 time
2: years, but we already have. But has
0: he not had any of those people on his show? It seems like something that it would happen eventually.
1: Uh, a certain type of fusionism, <laughs> it's a horseshoe theory. <laughs> I mean, it's just hard, hard to book. So, well, if you know, believe those guys might come, if you believe that Tucker Carlson is a Nazi, as uh, as uh, apparently a lot of people do, I don't know, I don't watch the show. Um, yeah, then I, I don't you would, this that. would be an expectation because the National Front in the UK, uh, which was like the forerunner of the uh, BNP, the British National Party, and mm-hmm. was uh, run by a guy named Nick uh, uh, Griffin. Uh, they actually had a moment in which they tried to unite uh, with black nationalists uh, because, you know, they, this always happens. They're like, well, we, we both want, you know, exclusive, racially exclusive territory in the world. And there was also a moment where they were um, the third way. They called this the third way theory uh, where they, they were trying to uh, promote uh, the Jamahiriya, which is uh, the Gaddafi's, uh vision of Libya because when they went looking for money for weapons and things like that, they got a couple of pallets of uh, Gaddafi's Green Book uh, that they then tried, and I think I might have told the story before, then they, they, they then tried to distribute to British libraries who were like, no thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so they were stuck with like you know 10,000 copies of Gaddafi's uh, Green Book, which by the way is super fucking racist uh, if you haven't read it. Because I got a copy from the regime when I was in Libya uh, with the regime they were trying to you know save face and a, do all the,
2: uh qaddafi yeah. uh, regime junket yes it was Fantastic. a qaddafi
1: regime junket and i was like yes please um because like <laughs> how could that go wrong um and it did in a number of ways but uh but uh, yeah they gave a copy of the green book and uh, there was, I'll never forget this, I was th- leafing through it while I was in front of these people. And there was a thing about, you know, the kind of schism between the the Maghreb and North Africa and, uh, you know, south of the equator, Africa. Mm-hmm. And there was, I'll never forget, there was a line about Negro lassitude you know they're just like oh, sitting yeah. around while we're running the revolution and it was like wait this is like the marxist islamist lefty and literally it's it said that that was the phrase maybe well, it was a bad translation i don't know but i think it was probably a pretty good lassitude back that yeah it's like that is really racist that's oh, amazing. Oh my God. So, that's there, what actual racism sounds like, by the way.
0: Yeah, there's something about like antiquated racist nonsense like that, though, that just yeah, it, you I it. can't help but laugh because <laughs> it's so preposterous. It's so preposterous and it's so far removed from my actual everyday experience. I know there are plenty of people, and I know that it's very in vogue to pretend otherwise, but life is like generally so good, and mm-hmm. people are generally so good to one another. That I can I can actually belly laugh in response to like the actual silliness of the horrible awfulness that people used to have to endure.
1: Well, you know, it, it's isn't it amazing that that these stereotypes um, they're always so <laughs> you don't know where they come. They're so crazy. Like like Mexicans are lazy. It's like I've never met a Mexican who doesn't have like seven jobs and like works yeah. constantly. And is they're like it, it is literally the hardest working group of people in America. And I think that's probably it's probably true of of you know every immigrant from you know south of the rio grande and you know poles are stupid like that was amazing when we were kids i was like you mean the people that gave us copernicus <laughs> that was the yeah. the All right, yeah. Cool. i guess that's how it works i don't if know you
2: go- actually know a polish person in america <laughs> yeah, good, right? it's like yeah. an engineer who's like working yeah it's a like who communism <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah it's like look at how dumb these guys are <laughs> it's like what where does this shit come from um i just want you know
2: the Jamaican stuff is true I mean it's the strong. that they, that they work
0: hard father many children and don't generally do stick they work around hard? yeah m- multiple jobs I mean just it's yeah, they're hard. Worry, yeah yeah they're also just, vehemently homophobic I mean I've never heard of a Jamaican stereotype that isn't true quite frankly <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing about stereotypes <laughs> It's my experience, do it's all a, of do all of you
1: uh people of, you. of Jamaican heritage? No, a people of Jamaican heritage. That's well, the, I'm not Jamaican. That's See, that's the difference. Because I was born, no, but you're I was of Jamaican God, heritage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yes, but your parents sure. both your parents are from Jamaica. Sure. Um, do most Jamaicans say, "Yeah, that's true," <laughs> that's <laughs> like about about everything. <laughs> It's like, you guys do smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> well, no. I mean, no, it's just no. like... As, as
0: Kamala Harris's father would tell you, that that is a filthy lie. I it, mean, it's, it, we'll I stop exporting like good musicians like
1: Peter Tosh, who has a record called Legalize It, and yeah. he's just sitting in a weed field. There's well, the musicians a
2: straight-edge reggae, yeah.
0: as far
1: as I know, right. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, No. No. <laughs> um I, I i should say i'm i'm just gonna go ahead i got a text from our good friend eli lake a moment ago i um, asking me if i'm watching this game because we're recording on thursday evening uh game one of the nba finals is on television apparently steph curry are you gonna like talk about
1: basketball now so 59 can't, can't points in the first quarter i'm gonna <laughs> drink because you guys are gonna talk about basketball. it's like 23 Seven, three-pointers like,
0: what is he is he wearing his, yeah he's wearing his box He actually we, flipped out of the hole did it flip the yeah, turtle head flipped, out. Turtle <laughs> flipped out. out. Oh no, <laughs> that's gross. He's turtle even, head. He's not even aware. He's not aware what he just did. How he sexually harassed us. Hey, look, Matt. We got a recording of it now. Oh, that's true. What can we do with this? Can we get? We could get him fired from his job. We could sue him and play this in court. It,
2: is, is Squadcast or are we recording video while we're doing this? Of course. We got a slow motion. Those like, whoa, 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 <laughs> a turtle head comes
0: out
1: <laughs> and posts a screen he got up to, to get, the get a drink.
2: Not only because he's an alcoholic. But because he is clearly, although he, you know, before we started recording, before you joined the call, mm-hmm. he's like, "I don't care about basketball and stuff." No, he's clearly <laughs> like saving it. And as soon as we're done, he's going to be like speeding through. Uh, uh, what, I got two words for you. you you're gonna you're gonna learn about it later. Ter- 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 That's all I'm going to say right now. <laughs> Isn't well, that bad, talking talking about? It later? The you're learn about it later. <laughs> a little bit a little bit
1: yeah hey one. by this the way so way. i can try to pull bit. you away from basketball can i point out something that um is yeah. my favorite thing at that interview yeah that you, you put on uh, what's that? i'm wearing shorts
0: <laughs> it's the fuck it's in june oh yeah he's gonna say those are seersucker shorts they're, those are box no they're shorts. not they're they're no. You are you are on this podcast on video
1: wearing boxers. Show me. Pull it out. Get your hands don't out. It's out. It's a, no, no, no! She's got a tie. That's what I'm showing you. That's how I'm showing you my deck. Good lord! What am I, Jeff Tubin? again? Tobining on this podcast. That's <laughs> legal. I wonder toobin. what he thinks about the Amber t- trial
0: was probably, it's probably jerking it. off while I watched it.
1: God, she's so hot. <laughs> uh, oh man! See,
0: that's why CNN Plus didn't work out. They should have gave Tubin his own. Jerking journey. it with Jeff. Tubin <laughs> after dark. Did <laughs> you see it? Could you see it? Yeah. My God. Yeah. Expert legal oh, analysis yeah, what? and porno <laughs> reviews. He'd, like, he'd, he'd unbutton a little bit. It'd be
2: great. Lights go down.
1: Yeah. Tom Snyder set he's a cover he's only covers the ron jeremy trial <laughs> <laughs> um but no this is what she, the lawyer said at the end of that interview um, <laughs> they said you know um uh, it's two things that are totally fake the, the thing that I always say is, like, um, we got to stop allowing people to say, like, she was just getting death threats on the Internet. It's like, again, mm-hmm. I, I'm waiting for someone to actually be killed, like some celebrity or somebody famous or somebody involved in a news story who says they're getting death threats. It's like, you know, they could like none of these are you can't confirm these things. Here is the news thing, by the way. If you're in news and you cannot confirm the source of X, Y, or Z, you don't report it. You try to report it out because anyone can start like a burner account, a sock puppet account and threaten themselves, right? It's very easy to do. And there's always usually one or two of them. And she said, this This is my favorite thing. She said, they, th- I don't know who they is, but apparently some- there was one tweet on earth. that said- she said, they threatened to microwave her baby that's what she said on the the cbs show Absolutely. like you have any idea how hard it is for this woman A dingo microwave, yeah, I microwave i can't believe it the dingo microwave so i don't know if if this is uh if uh, this is true but uh, they threatened the microwave uh, or baby. in the second thing right after that she said which is always like totally full of it she's like uh, at the end of it they were like how did she feel and it's like i mean the correct answer is fucking broke that's how she felt number one uh, <laughs> so, but how did she feel she said she mm. felt like she let down women. You know, I don't believe that. I don't believe that she walked on there. She's like, you know what? I really let down women. It's like, did, did you, I think you maybe let mm. down women when you beat Johnny Depp up and he taped it. Maybe, maybe you let down women then. I don't know. There's a lot of ways <laughs> of letting people down, but that was that other thing. It's like death threats. She felt like she let everyone down. I, I don't believe it.
2: Do you think the uh, Star Wars Gal actress uh, is reporting death Which threats too,
1: right now? What know.
2: happened?
0: So yeah, or- so there was uh there's a new there's a new um Obi-Wan Kenobi um uh original series oh, this on thing, yeah. Disney Plus and one of one of the principal actresses in the show is a a capital B black woman um and the the various producers at Disney apparently uh, reportedly, had warned her before the show was released that she was going to be savaged by hordes of racist Star Wars fans. It's interesting that the producers of a particular franchise <laughs> like, are generally describing. I don't, I don't know fans why we're producing a lot of racist
1: fans, but we are as racist. <laughs> they're
0: producing shows for racists. Disney yeah. content for racists. This house we was don't like built it. with racist money.
1: <laughs> My mansion,
0: racist but, um, dollars. <laughs> But, but it's a curious, it's a curious scandal because there's been, if you actually go look at this, you will find countless stories about the horrible racism that's being suffered by this actress. Um, And if you go to this actress's Instagram, you will find a couple of posts from randos on the internet who are saying in some cases, things that might be described as racist for the most part, things that are just kind of gross, stupid, idiotic trolling um And if you actually try to find like organically posts about the show that are derogatory and mean, you will have a very hard time. Like a yeah. really, really hard time. Nearly all of the posts are about um how great she is and how racism is terrible and how she's being, she's suffering racist attacks. Um To the extent I found criticism, it was generally uh, along the lines of, she's not a great actress. Um, mm-hmm. And also, Could it be sounds like, and I don't know how true this is. Um, she might not have been terribly interested in the 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 kind of lore of the of the series of the universe. Um, yeah, you don't want to piss those
1: people off. A
0: criticism you hear a lot from people who are huge fans of of franchises like this. It was something that we heard a lot from uh, the people who are huge fans of Halo, which also got a, a series created about it on Paramount and was not critically is that the video um, game well received. Yeah.
1: Okay, I've never played it, but yeah. yeah. No, it's, huge. it's a huge like, video game franchise. Since I'm yeah.
2: old and I remember Star Wars when it yeah. came out and stood in line uh, to go watch it. Uh, were, and, were there a lot like, of the races in line that there? I mean,
0: they were like, they're like, why the yeah. fuck is Billy D. Williams in this
1: movie? Because <laughs> he's got a fucking yeah. awesome name. I know. No and then he yeah. really did fucking, he fucking did like literally Colt 45 commercials that were like about <laughs> having did. sex with drunk women. He like, the yes. woman pulls yes. on his tie, taking it off. He looks at the camera yeah, and he yeah. says, works every time. And it's, it like, it's, every time. it's for malt liquor. It's like that is offensive. <laughs> Jesus, that's amazing.
0: The, don't you dare! That's amazing. Yeah. That's don't you dare. That was only. Um, that you, was
1: that was never a controversy. But there was a malt liquor controversy over Crazy Horse malt liquor. Do you remember that? No. What well, we used to drink in high the con- school. Uh, There's 40 Indians? ounces of Crazy Horse. And it was uh, it was taken off the market because uh, it was offensive to uh, the Native people. What what the hell? Is that right? It's true. Yeah. I haven't looked this up since it happened. I just remember we went to the store one day and Crazy Horse was gone. It's so it's so weird. The Native Americans always find themselves
0: dealing with this stuff. First, it's the Washington Redskins, which polling routinely demonstrated that Native Americans did not care that the Washington Redskins were named the Washington Redskins. But people are like, oh, my God, I'm so t- I'm so sorry this is happening to, to you. We're going to change the name of the team. They're like, please don't do that. No, we did it. It's, it's awesome. And then the same exact thing is happening again where <laughs> in San Francisco, where apparently they they've haven't fired enough of the leadership yeah. of the public school system there. Uh, they made a decision, a bold choice um, that what the school really needed to do was get rid of any use <laughs> of the word chief in relationship to the leadership of the school. And when they made this announcement, they also were, were clear that we don't actually have a replacement word. We just know mm-hmm. <laughs> that we won't use the word chief, which if you don't know the etymology of the word chief, uh, this, this is a French word. This is not yeah. <laughs> a Native American <laughs> word. And it had a use before they encountered the Native Americans. But whatever, the facts are dumb. <laughs> in this performative bullshit. Yeah. That doesn't matter.
1: That's like, it's offensive to use it in another context, but it's like, that, as you point out, is a French word that white people applied to natives. It's <laughs> and and not, not, not just, I, can't, I mean, it, you not And can't, not just, like, white,
2: white people. You
1: can't even get your head around the that. the
2: only white people in North America who treated Native Americans with dignity. <laughs> Seriously,
0: yeah. it's the French. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. right, like, it doesn't make sense. There's, there's a sense. whole,
2: like, uh, uh, alternative vision of uh, American, North American history, where the Acadians, where the French... Uh, win where Napoleon doesn't overextend, where the Louisiana Purchase never happens, and it's more of a French version of it. And by like, there's a version of it, I, it means this is Emmanuel's version of
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah clear. that's clearly not true. <laughs> but, so uh, <laughs> this, this account is French, from Matt's, Matt's French wife, but it, it might um, as well be the, the actual I, opinion I of every def- French person.
2: I need yeah. to find the picture of her when we first went to New Orleans in 2007, I think it was. And there's a room mm-hmm. where the uh, Louisiana Purchase was signed. Um, and she's just okay. there like, w- just like thumbs straight down. Like, this is bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> Napoleon was right. Um, <laughs> but uh, um, they
1: apologized, by the way, for Crazy Horse uh, in 2001. Um, wow. Because it was, it was bought, the company that made it uh, was bought by Stroh's. Uh, which, uh, and there was a lawsuit Stros filed. Strohs needs to
2: apologize for a lot. They, 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 they
1: apologized in 2001. This has been going on for a while, people. Um, and, uh, it was, uh, Seth Big Crow Sr. Not to be confused with Seth Big Crow Jr. Uh, and his family filed a lawsuit in Rosebud Sioux <laughs> Tribal Court over, uh, malt liquor, uh, bearing the name of their ancestor crazy horse. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, Strohs apologized. I mean, it's malt liquor. And come on, get after it. But I cult, mean, I'm I'm on, side, I'm on the side I'm on the side of the tribe here, by the way. Just but for Colt
0: 45 is not derogatory. Like you're naming it after something like bold, something intense, an intense
1: experience. Apparent, she, cra- cra- apparently, Crazy that. Horse, Crazy Horse <laughs> crazy had horse. denounced <laughs> had denounced the introduction of alcohol into uh, Indian uh, uh, oh. communities. So I think mm. he was a kind of a uh, a bit of a temperance guy. Uh, all things well, considered, yeah. Well,
0: so exactly. So, so I guess it was an, an ironic ahead. title. I don't
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? I mean, but you can't get it anymore. So people out there trying to find it, it's uh, an apology yeah. has been issued twenty plus years ago, and it's it's no longer around. But uh, but uh, we still talking about Amber Heard? <laughs>
2: uh, unclear. I'm just thinking about like uh, like Aerosmith. Speaking of Boston culture. Um, of uh, talking about like Chief, Crazy I mean, it's technically from New somewhere. Hampshire,
1: I think, but Are they go really? ahead. Rhode Island. Yeah, yeah. The, well, well, I, I think uh, maybe Joe Perry is from Massachusetts. He lives in Duxbury, um, <laughs> and uh, he actually his kid went to school with my my friends in in Vermont at this academy, Vermont Academy and uh like because there was like one famous dad he would uh like i guess do things and like give all the speeches and everything but he has this hilarious boston accent which because he has like long hair and he's like kind of like tough and then he talks and he's like yeah i don't know man i was playing guitar i've just been playing guitar for years and it's like like, good lord he like signs uh
2: souvenir editions of the joe perry project oh yeah yeah. fundraisers
1: let the music do the talking that was the first Joe Perry project record, <laughs> uh, you know. Right after uh, uh, what was it? Uh, they had a they had a solo. Uh, they had a they did a thing. This and we're gonna stop talking about five yeah, hundred people. Uh, so yes, okay. Sorry, but they replaced Joe Perry with two guitar players. And there, were, one was called Jimmy Crespo, and the other one's called Rick oh, yeah. Dufay. And uh, I think one of them has like a famous daughter who's an actress, like a like a well known very. um, Attractive, like uh, TV actress. I just want to. I just want to suggest
2: (laughs) lovingly that if you know the names of both replacement Aerosmith, Aerosmith, I'm from Massachusetts. uh, um, This is
1: on the citizenship test for the commonwealth (laughs) of Massachusetts. We have a separate citizenship. And it's like, all right, who are the two replacement guitar players? And I'm like, I don't know, uh, Johnny Pesky. Is it Johnny Pesky or Joey? I don't know. Yeah, we just we just know these things. I Sorry. just want
2: to point out also that Moynihan is like drilling a Miller High Life right now. Champagne. No, it's actually a,
1: it's actually a Modelo.
2: Oh, Modelo! Wow, yeah, classing yeah, yeah. it up. It's an import. Yeah, classing mm. it up.
1: It's an import. I mean, it's from Mexico. It's like driven over the border like forty <laughs> feet, It's like it flew in on a plane. Good lord! <laughs> oh what, man, what were we talking about? again? Oh, oh so let's let, one thing we were talking about before we started. Um, <laughs> You know, let's talk about depressing things. Um, to shift gears, uh, the uh, you know mass shootings and things like that. And like you guys were mixing up with somebody on Twitter yeah. because I don't know why. Um, well this it's because we we've people. been
0: slagged multiple times by people who listen to this podcast which yeah. generally very high IQ people who are smart and they have yes. good taste in podcasts. We don't, we don't but they listened IQ, the to the to the previous to the previous op- episode that we recorded. Yeah. where we had a, 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 an extended conversation about yeah and of mass shootings about coverage related to mass shootings. Because again, this is a media criticism podcast. We talk about the media and people who report on the media and the way things are being covered. So we had a conversation about the coverage of the mass shooting. But we also talked about a number of other things. There were recommendations made with respect to books that might be of interest to people on this mm-hmm. topic. Um, Matt um, referenced uh, a very good uh, article that was written by David French about uh, the, the red flag laws. and.
1: I, yeah, I mentioned I that I book, talked Living about, With Guns, yeah.
0: Yeah, I talked about a personal experience that I've had um, with family that I think is actually quite relevant to to actually getting to the bottom of what the experience is like for a family who has a family member who actually perpetrates one of these attacks or might be at high risk of perpetrating one of these attacks and the, the difficulty of navigating the family dynamics involved in, in like actually seeking help. And for whatever reason, people heard that and thought we were saying there's nothing you can do the the status quo is the only thing that makes sense um, and you know the the inevitable fact is we're just gonna see mass shootings forever and ever Amen. this is the fifth column and we like that sort of thing which is just I don't know how you can oh. listen to that episode and come away with that it's well I think, I think the short answer is that you huh? didn't
2: listen to the episode you listen, it's like you read the the tweet uh, even though it wasn't a specific tweet <laughs> that we did but it's the equivalent you listened to the first three minutes got mad probably at Moynihan and uh decided that that's what that <laughs> I'm was coming all for about your guns. uh and like dudes um you know not that we're not like we're not the paper of record over here we're just yeah. three guys talking <laughs> uh, sometimes with the guest um but also so obviously like, a
0: lot more credibility
2: yeah if you yeah if I you mean, come <laughs> at us rhetorical metaphorical guns a blazing, just listen to the whole segment I didn't want to listen to the whole show. Listen to the whole segment. Don't like describe things that didn't happen. Well, the thing (laughs) about the kind of
1: culture of Twitter and like hopping on people and like, you did this and I'm pissed off and Mm -hmm. I'm going to send you an email. It's like, my first response to that is always like, don't you have anything better to do than email me about something I said in a fucking (laughs) podcast? Like, get a life. That's, you know, if you say something positive, (laughs) like I engage you and I think that's great. Um, It's so wonderful
0: that you took the time to do this. Thank you. Well, usually that ends up in a fruitful
1: exchange. I mean, if you send me something dickish, I'm just like, no, Sorry um but the, yeah that's the thing about about this is that you know your your feet are always held to the fire and you know people are going to go through in that you know archaeological dig of uh, offensive things that you've said in the past etc mm-hmm. because most of life is not authoritative statements that you know never bend and never change i mean the point of a podcast with two of your friends is something happens you sit down you use your accumulated knowledge about you know, related issues, but you also work things out in real time. I don't know why that's so hard for people to understand. I mean, mm-hmm. something that I said about that, I might feel differently about today because I've read a lot more since, or, you know, people have made counter arguments because I listen to people and I've listened mm-hmm. to a few podcasts, which people made some arguments that I kind of at first disagree with. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I actually, uh, it's a pretty good point there. And a lot of that stuff was like, you know, should we raise, uh, raise the age of, you know, buying a rifle to 21, you know, when, you know, it used to be lower for different, for reasons of, you know, farming, et cetera. You know, th- that's an interesting mm-hmm. debate to have, but when we recorded that podcast, I wasn't, entirely mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. attuned to all those little finer points. And so I listen to people who actually know a lot about guns and that's, that's people, you know, in the mainstream, which is mostly anti and then people like Charlie cook uh, on the other side, who is, you know, unlike most other Brits, doesn't sit there and say, Oh, you know, Americans are crazy and their guns has a very, very uh, nuanced and very, very well-informed uh, position mm-hmm. from the other side. But that's the whole point, guys. I mean, you know, if if you're not moving your thought about this stuff, I just I don't know. I I mean, I say this all the time and saying it for years, but I just I find it really weird. It's like, you know what? And, and particularly because as Matt points out, as both of you point out, I don't think we said anything that was like some kind of wild policy prescription. Uh, not Absolutely actually, not,
0: actually. Yeah. You know, I, I think
1: the, the closest the closest I got to saying
0: anything terribly controversial was that I I want an AR-15. And I generally don't think they should be illegal, which I think yeah. for a lot of people, they they regard that as insane. They find American gun culture to be yeah. repulsive. And they think that it is absolutely nuts that anyone would want, would want to own or think that it's okay for civilians to be able to own something that looks like a gun that is used um, in in the field by soldiers. Which, um, which is, you know, public. a higher, a higher capacity mag or right. a, a more powerful gun than like a, a, a typical conventional handgun. I mean, I will say more in hand with respect to like age requirements, because there is some some legislation that is trying to make its way through Congress, although it does seem like the. The. The most boisterous voices in Congress are determined to kind of scuttle the project by insulting the hell out of their like compatriots in Congress and making it uh, kind of toxic to work together um, <laughs> on these issues, otherwise known as
1: Congress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: But you know, to twenty making it twenty-one instead of eighteen to to purchase um, uh, a rifle because um, it's already twenty-one to purchase a rifle because of federal the federal federal laws. Um, I mean, I suppose that of all of the encroachments, you mean twenty one for, hand, for
1: handguns. Well, it's twenty
0: one for handguns today. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It, it, they they're talking about the new legislation would make it twenty one for the rifles as well. Among yes, I just among, clarifying other, the that the it's not right. it doesn't currently yes. exist
1: as twenty one for rifles. Yes.
0: Correct. Yeah. I mean, I I, I suppose I could be open to that. Um, and certainly with the two first shootings, um, in terms of. Uh, Uvalde and Buffalo, like these are two 18 year old young men who had purchased AR 15s shortly before perpetrating these attacks. But like there's a lot of ground that hasn't been covered. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of important steps that one probably ought to be taking if you're actually interested in mitigating against the kind of risk of these things happening that just simply is not accounted for by taking this step. Um, And, you know, inconveniencing the 99.9% of gun owners um and gun buyers who will never perpetrate an attack like this in order to try and provide some sort of safety by just addressing kind of guns specifically yeah i don't know i, I i'm well, not so, i think the interesting thing i'm not is saying not a, I, I completely yeah. vehemently oppose it i'm saying that the assertion that that is a serious approach to mass shootings in that having nuanced, complicated conversations about this and acknowledging an obvious fact that in the United States of America, like prohibition of all firearms is not just unlikely, it it's is like a, a, non-starter. a non-starter. It's a non-starter. <laughs> like, well, I mean, <laughs> the thing also- is that twenty-one
1: thing isn't not a constitutional issue, right? I mean, that's one of the reasons why it's uh, attractive to people. But just one thing. But and sorry to cut you off, Matt. One thing before I let that go is that you know it is not a solution to all shootings. It is not a solution mm-hmm. to to uh, you know. But that's and nothing is going to be, and if it, if sure, it you yes. know, and again, I'm making, you know, I, I don't know how I feel about this, but it is, you know, if it's going to to mitigate it in some sense and prevent, you know. 25 or 30 shootings, which would be, you know, 90 lives or something. Who knows? I mean, if you can't yeah. really war game that stuff. But if you if that is the case, then, you know, it's understandable. And no, it's not going to prevent, prevent you know, I mean, Norwegian gun laws are very, very, you know, uh, strict compared to Americans and uh, mm-hmm. Americas. And I don't know is if, if uh, Anders Breivik had 60 people or 50 people and, you know, blew up a bomb in the center of Oslo and then went and, mm-hmm. and shot with uh, handgun, I think just most, I think it's mostly a handgun, um, uh, kids on the island of Utoya. I mean, you know, that stuff is going to happen. You can't just say like, well, they have tough gun laws, so gun laws don't work. And I'm not saying that they do or they're not, but it's just like the kind of logical fallacy in a lot of that stuff is that, you know, it isn't a binary thing of like, this will prevent everything. Um, it might just, you know, mitigate in some way. So sorry, Matt, continue.
2: No, I was just going to make that point And, and, and also I don't think I made, I, said this exact thing um, when we were talking about this before, but it it has uh, struck uh, with me of uh, uh, just that it's really easy to come up with an objection to everything along those lines of like, well, this obviously wouldn't solve this or you're you're not going to mm-hmm. be able to ban mm-hmm. all guns and everything. And um, in uh, in an environment where you have an individual right that's protected by the Supreme Court, um and the constitution it, you know and supreme court in interpreting that um i don't think that's the test um the test should be um and for for everyone like it's going to be nibbling around the edges of things in this in a similar way as abortion uh uh, uh legislation on the state and local level until recently um uh becomes nibbling around the edges of yeah, that's things right. and And you can't subject it to the it's going to solve all the problems test. Um, uh, And Mm -hmm, and also mm -hmm. um, I think one should be creative um, and and ask yourself the hard question of like, are you okay And I'm not even you two guys, but uh, Mm -hmm, is one mm -hmm. okay with there being three hundred and fifty million or four hundred million guns in this country? Um, Is that part of the problem? Um, I'm I'm happy. Um, to say, um, that I think that it is part of the problem. It's a lot of fucking guns, it's a lot of fucking guns. When there's that many fucking guns, it's going to be pretty easy for a shitbag bag, 18 year old, um, which is redundant, um, to be able to get there and, uh, to get one of them through some means. And, uh, and I think it's worth talking about, as i mentioned in the previous one of like, not just what are the legal ways that we can, um, try to address that but also what are the cultural ways and i think that's been under addressed and talked about over over the years um it's just sort of this assumption that there's the culture is here and and the law is here and final point Mm -hmm. i'll make about that is that um in the modern normal depiction of the culture of guns it's always dudes and trucker nuts uh and confederate flags or maga hats that's not the only culture of guns. If Camille ever has it's me in not his at R, he's gonna like put on a, a rapist song. It's gonna be <laughs> yeah. culture of guns in it. And within what, five <laughs> seconds, Camille, I'm like, take that shit off. Yeah. I'm upset. I don't like it. It makes that me uncomfortable. It is it, a better rapism, Matt.
0: True. I think that's Matt is true. really into the drill to the to the drill he music. I, w- I was just going to say the the point I was trying to make earlier was not so much that this won't solve everything, so we shouldn't do it, but more more the point that it's hard to relate to people who just want to talk about guns after uh, an event like this or who, who primarily want to talk about guns after an event like this. I don't exclusively want to talk about mental health. I don't think that's that's really even the, the whole of the conversation. I think there are a great many things that we have to talk about culturally. When, when I've been, as I've been doing my reading about this as well, as you have went in, and I'm sure you have Welch, when you actually look at the laws that are on the books related to mental health, when you look at the challenges that families have when they're making determinations about who gets reported when, um, about like kind of medical records, like there there are a lot of weird kind of social and cultural hangups around all of this stuff that, again, I just think there's a lot of thoughtful conversations that had to be had that have to be had around these issues. And and part of a mature approach to addressing not just mass shootings, but violence in the United States, because we have a unique proclivity for it, requires us to talk about those complicated thorny things that don't always have straightforward satisfyingly straightforward answers in fact i I just generally think they probably don't um but that's probably where we need to get to like i I think we all generally care about the fact that we are we're kind of a wash in violent crime in a way that is is not unprecedented and is not worse than the worst moments in the country's history but that is jarring for many people right now and i think appropriately so and i don't want to lose the, the kind of like focus on these issues. I just want us to actually have kind of a constructive focus on these issues and not talk about, you know, the, the, the surge in mass shootings and the fact that, you know, well, oh my God, some people have AR-15s when they don't account for like 1% of the homicides in this country.
1: <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That and matters. It, it does matter. And I think that the conversation about this is, is especially, um, pointless and stupid, considering people say, you know, I mean, you have people from outside of the U.S. who have a conversation, you know, why do you guys have these guns? You shouldn't have them. Well, okay, that's not, that's just not a a serious conversation. We do, and, and it's not going anywhere. If you think that we can actually have a serious conversation about confiscating 350 million guns, you know, you think the idea of bringing democracy to Iraq was crazy? <laughs> I mean, this is absolute madness. I mean, you're gonna get you're gonna get the 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 insurgency like you've never seen before. So, like that that question is ridiculous. Uh, the very common gotcha question uh, was supposed to be a gotcha question. Is look, why does anyone need an AR-15? Well, I'll tell you what. The AR-15 is the most popular rifle in America. So, lots and lots and lots and lots of people want it. Um, Own it and don't commit crimes with it. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe ask the question of why that is. Why do people actually want that particular gun? Well, that would actually then bring you to a second, second, you know, adjunct uh, thing, which is that it's a cosmetic issue. I mean, it's a gun mm-hmm. that looks cool and it looks like the shit that you have in Call of Duty and it functions no differently than any other semi-automatic weapon, right? And it's, you know, the bullets come out as fast as you can pull the trigger. That is it. You know, magazines, et cetera, you know, Canada's just, just uh, said, you know, only a five-shot magazine. I mean, you know, obviously we've been talking about this thing in Texas in which, you know, um, changing magazines wasn't an issue when somebody was in a, in a, in a building for an hour plus. Um, it's just shocking that more people didn't die. And magazine sites didn't have anything to do with that. So all of these conversations about, you know, why do we need these guns? Well, we have them. So let's get beyond that. You can you can write a history book about it that's fine but mm-hmm. we are it's not a serious conversation to have to say that these things have to go away because they aren't going away that's why i mentioned craig whitney's book living with guns you know it's a, he's a liberal guy used to be a reporter for the new york times and it was like a liberal a liberal and the second amendment was like the subtitle something like that and it starts with that idea like well we have to acknowledge that this is th- the way it is in the us um and you know access to guns you know does as Matt says you know correlate with crime I mean this this literally no I mean how could you deny America is an amazingly violent country and has a lot of guns at the same time it'd be kind of silly you know in a kind of scientific way if you saw these two things overlapping and you said they had nothing to do with each other I don't I don't think that's true at all but it doesn't solve any problem but of course as you point out Camille the <laughs> You know, I guess that people roll their eyes at it now. They think it's deflection, but it's not deflection. It is is—it is something that is more sinister and more concerning than um, mass shootings. Now, the mass shooting that we saw was, of course... Perpetrated against, uh, perpetrated against, you know, elementary school children. And it is mm-hmm. the most horrifying thing you can possibly think of. I mean, yeah. I can't even get the, it, you know, it's the most horrifying thing I can think of. I can't get it out of my head in a way. Like I've imagined the room and all those things I'm sure a lot of people have. But, you know, there were, again, 50 shootings in Chicago this weekend. You know, that's the eye roll. You're, oh, you talk about Chicago. It's like, yeah, but if you actually <laughs> want to deal with real issues, do you know, do you know, it's, it's June 2nd. Do you know how many shootings have been in Chicago this year? It's June 2nd. 971 shootings in Chicago this year, as of June 2nd. That is kind of a big problem. I mean, kind of. I, I, this is insane, and this is stuff which is a different set of issues that nobody wants to deal with because they're not legally purchased guns. Almost none of them are. Um, there's not a mental health issue that's going on here. You know, I mean, there the, is a mental. There, health there issue is, in but it's not in the sense yeah. of like mm-hmm. there's a red flag kind of thing that would catch catch people. I mean, then then you have to talk about all these things like you know. Cultural issues, family
0: structure, <laughs> things like that. You know, honestly, like we don't, don't actually have to talk about those things, when Well, we it's don't. All talk white, about it's them. all white supremacy. Do you well, see? see how you that know, works? Uh, magic. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. Moyni- Moynihan's have a habit of talking about family structure, I guess.
1: <laughs> that was my Moynihan report. So 971 shootings in Chicago this year. Uh, it's appalling. It's absolutely appalling. And, you know, we and we can transition to something here that we've been talking about via text, is that, you know, when we think about what the police have to deal with in Chicago, uh, which is a thankless job, and I can't, I mean, signing up for that job, which is, you know, not a great salary compared to a lot of other things you can do, and it is effectively like signing up to go to Iraq um, or Afghanistan. I mean, there's really no difference. I mean, you're, you're, there's shootings every day, every day, and you are running towards the sound of guns firing, and not people who are trained in guns. I mean, th- these are not like soldiers, these are just psychopathic children who have been raised in a way where this is kind of you know, normal and they in an environment where it's normal. So it's not a fun place to be a police officer, I'd imagine. I think that's a pretty fair guess. But then of course the, the narrative that we get is this Kansas City thing, shooting in Kansas City of a supposedly pregnant woman who had her hands up, Michael Brown 2.0, Michael Brown with a baby in her and was gunned down and then left there and cuffed and all this stuff. You remember the Michael Brown thing. It was a lot was he was left there. This is, you know, this Mm -hmm. is hands
2: up, don't shoot
1: hands up, don't shoot. It's like, it has a lot of the same elements. Um, Mm -hmm. it was reported by almost everybody because a witness said that this is what happened. Um, the Kansas city police, uh saw this and went the story went national if not global i'm sure there's a lot of global stories about it too Mm
0: -hmm. Um, because
1: it fulfills every narrative um it's definitely
0: tweeted by al jazeera
1: uh, uh, al jazeera (laughs) like after the truth of this came out they were still tweeting about this um and the kansas city uh police uh released an image from a body cam of the woman running uh with a handgun in her hand uh pointing uh, towards the police. I mean, it was it was behind her, and she's running. And um, you know, the picture that accompanied one of these articles had a picture that was a a mugshot, and the text of the, the mugshot was uh, I can't remember the language, but it was like this is a mugshot from a previous uh, issue with this person, um, not somebody who's who's you know just going to church and gets gunned down, but everybody reported this. Everybody. I mean, it's it's astonishing. I mean, like there there's there was no truth to it, um, and every detail of it was wrong, and it was reported by every mainstream news organization, not right, not left. I mean, it was it was truly everybody. And uh, I'm gonna uh, pull one for you. This is a, a woman, a blue check uh, doctor, um, who apparently is was big in the COVID stuff. Police shot a pregnant black woman five times shot period her period five period times and then put handcuffs on her i couldn't get on the ground uh, be, i I, cu- I couldn't get on the ground because pregnant she couldn't get around she took cautionary steps back like she she retreated perhaps instinct to protect herself and was shot five times perhaps. where these details come from and this is a person who has a lot of followers uh, are unknown to me because I tried to find this and it's, it was, it was, well, you, you know, where they came from. She fabricated this. She fabric- <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a fabrication. It's a, it's a fake news story that is designed to make people paranoid that they are being hunted. Mm-hmm. We don't know the race of the officers. We don't know any about, anything about the situation. We don't know her background. We don't know where it took place. We do know where it took place, but there's no context. You know, what is that? Is this an area where a lot of this stuff happens, a lot of gang activity, whatever? Um, and we don't know that she has a gun uh, because that wasn't reported. Some person who is a witness uh, made a news story that got into the New York Post, and actually, mm-hmm. the Daily Mail, um, all over the place and it was a witness who said this so yeah. it must be true where the fuck did hands up don't shoot come from hands up don't shoot is a lie it did not happen it came from a witness ga- right? and, and a game of and a game of telephone as well game I of telephones amongst, yeah.
0: amongst the media it, broadly who one person says it and they report it over and over again uncritically yes. um and locally amongst the community the 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 rumor of this thing begins to spread and there's there's a sense in which like just this kind of reckless unsubstantiated reporting and the xeroxing of this reckless unsubstantiated reporting and tweeting because there's just a bunch of that happening as well um it it almost looks like incitement like you know that this is incendiary material you know that it hasn't been substantiated you know that you don't have all of the facts available to you but you you confidently promulgate these falsehoods this misinformation—could we call it misinformation, mm-hmm. disinformation? I mean, it's it's Miss. startling. Like the number, the number of these posts that you surfaced went in when we were talking uh, via text yesterday. Oh, so crazy! Not yeah. just progressive or liberal leaning or left leaning publications, like the New York Post. Unarmed pregnant woman shot by cops while fleeing suspected carjacking reports. Maybe reports. the article <laughs> itself is a little better than that. <laughs> reports. Maybe. Maybe the article contains some question marks and nuance, but the tweet sure as shit doesn't. Yeah. Daily Mail, pregnant, quote, quote, unquote, there's a quote there. Pregnant black woman is shot five times by Kansas City police who were looking for stolen car despite having her hands up. Um, and the Al Jazeera one, as you it's mentioned, a, is, wait, is like the most age. startling one. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the Al Jazeera one was tweeted after the photo of this woman running with a firearm was released publicly yes yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah like hours later yeah yeah and it's it's not impossible for there to be a bad shooting where a civilian is holding a firearm it is (laughs) not impossible totally possible totally possible. there should be scrutiny i i remember when you um when you uh sent uh the message yesterday i was actually watching david simon's new hbo cop drama um which is kind of less a cop drama and more like a like a Black Lives Matter tome poem sort of situation. Like this is uh, David Diamond is preachy in general, but this this like takes the cake. This is next level. Like every single bit of dialogue is sage wisdom from like a learned policy um genius who knows all of the various dimensions <laughs> of kind of academic research um and kind of the the familiar tropes about politics and systemic racism. And you'll get it from the homeless guy, the junkie, the beat cop, (laughs) the Mm. intern who's working in the Justice Department. Um, Fortunately, there are plenty of opportunities to take shots at the incompetent and corrupt political leadership in Baltimore, um, including that horrid woman um, who was then attorney general uh, and who over prosecuted uh, in the Freddie Freddie Gray case. This, this, This show is set. Um, just after, well, that's actually, it runs, it's a bit broader than that, but a prominent portion of the show is set just after the Freddie G- Gray, um, Freddie Gray's death. Um, but it, it follows the Gun Trace Task Force, which if you don't know anything about this, you you should watch the show, but you should also do some reading about it. Like it is, it is, uh, I, I mentioned all of this because I was, I was incensed. Like I'm watching the show about this unit of corrupt police officers who engaged in all manner of criminality, systematically, routinely over the course of years, Um, not so much open and everyone in the department knew, but lots of people in the department knew um, and everyone in the city of Baltimore knew that this corruption was taking place. They were robbing regular civilians who were coming home from hard days of work, having cashed their check at the local check cashing place. And they would they would run their pockets and take their money. They would stick up and rob um, drug dealers. They would seize the drugs and sell the drugs back to other drug dealers. Um, One of the guys had a connect in Philly and would routinely make trips up to Philly to drop off drugs that could then be resold and circulated. And they were permitted to do this because occasionally they would seize guns. And they were the guys who seemed to be able to make the most arrests, although so many of the arrests did not result in prosecutions because they were that fucking corrupt. (laughs) that corrupt, showing up to court openly lying in ways that were provable. Um, And it took a little while for them to finally get nabbed by the feds. Um, But, you know, I'm watching this and I'm incensed. And at the same time, like, there is this just scandalously shitty coverage of a police-involved shooting that presumes the worst possible thing, absent evidence. And that can only degrade support for meaningful reform that gives people more transparency and confidence in the the caliber of law enforcement officers they get. That can only create a circumstance where less and less good people are willing to do this fucking job because they don't have any sort of confidence in in the ability of these departments to actually be able to communicate successfully with the communities and kind of work in partnership with one another. And there, there are real problems. There are places like Baltimore that need desperately like real reform, and we just don't get there. We never get there because of the kind of bullshit, bullshit sensationalism, which we should just stop pretending that this is serious journalism. These are people who are really committed to these
1: areas and care. Yeah, I mean, the media should uh, prevent these pendulum swings from going too far in the other direction. I don't think, I don't think, you know, purposefully they should do it, but just the coverage usually takes care of it if it's truthful, right? Mm -hmm. And in the past, you know, look, the Black Panthers weren't wrong about the Oakland police force. They were not mm-hmm. wrong about the LAPD. I mean, it's, I don't, the, my loathing of the Black Panthers is their ideology and their internal violence and the violence mm-hmm. they perpetrated on people in their own organization and the crazy ideas in and, and the community. They and the, in the community, the community too. extorting yeah, but they local
0: shop owners. That was real shit. That happened. Yeah, but they, the but they gave,
1: they gave uh, bags of groceries to people sometimes. <laughs> free, free breakfast to kids. Free breakfast for kids. But, you know, <laughs> if that stuff happens. There has, like, the George Floyd stuff is, you know, go back and rewatch the video. It's like, it's horrible, right? But the thing is, is that, you know, w- the examples of that, because people get very exercised and they are intent on retweeting. Posting mm-hmm. to Facebook, anything that confirms what just happened in a new example to say that it's systemic and that this is a problem that I'm not marching for one person. I'm mar- marching for the thousands of people that go through this. But since George Floyd, there has I'm not familiar with many cases that have been cut and dry, like what you used to get um, of people just being like gunned down and people being beaten. I mean, the like Rodney King stuff. Is something that you don't see a ton of now, right? And the reason you didn't see a ton of it then was not because it wasn't happening; was because video, video cameras, cameras weren't cameras, com- cameras, common. Yeah. That guy had that was the first night he had that video camera. By the way, that's the first why night.
2: Lou Rockwell suggested that the problem is video
1: cameras. Did you get a problem? Is obviously video <laughs> cameras and not the police. Well, that's that's yeah. one way to look at it. Yeah, yeah, it's one way to look at it. It's like if you're the cop, <laughs> if you're beating people up, that is the problem. Um, but that, that, but the thing is, is that you are trying. Like when you look at like like Jacob. Blake, same situation i mean
0: dude
1: i, I mean that's another one same yeah, situation for sure they I shot mean, him in the back they shot him in the back he, he was had no weapon he was, he was unarmed he was saving somebody in a uh you know a, he from was trying a trying to break dispute, up a fight that's trying to break all. up a fight like he's that. an innocent man so what happens you know it's funny it, it, th- there's a thing that goes around matt knows this one pretty well it's uh, an image that um i think oftentimes it's attributed to um, On the Media, the NPR show. And it's like the things that you should do immediately as a journalist in uh, a mass shooting situation. You know this one, Matt, right? And and it's like, there's never a second shooter. They always say that there is, but just be, you know, back up and say, (laughs) maybe that's probably not true. And it's all these things on how to be cautious. They need to produce one of those for for police-involved shootings. Because all of the examples uh, since George Floyd um, there was a Chicago one where if you do you remember that one of the in there was the, uh, the body cam video of like we talked about at the time of the guy like crying afterwards sitting there and being consoled by like a female police officer because he just shot somebody. Uh, but there was a gun in it and you can see it in the video, etc. But it wasn't reported that way. And, you know, the, the young girl who was like shot by the police in a fight, mm-hmm. but she was going to stab somebody. And yeah. then that was, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, we need one he of those literally sheets. literally
0: yells. I'm a stab you bitch. Like right well, before she shot. That,
1: it's, you know, he's a white comp He's like, that's a colloquialism. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> right. Could be from some sort of in rapist song.
0: That could mean a lot of things. It <laughs> mean a lot of things.
1: When you're um, wielding the
0: knife, that you're, yeah. you're inches away from plunging yeah. it into another girl's chest. Sure.
1: Sure. You, you know, some sometimes they say there. bad, but they mean good. So stabbing <laughs> could mean massaging. I don't know. Who am I to know? She was, she was returning this knife. <laughs> she was yes. returning the knife. <laughs> I, I finished cutting the to, peppers to, to, her, to her heart. <laughs> I want
2: to make a suggestion here is that when most, uh, like, like the way the language is routinely abused by a lot of people, when most people use the phrase systemic racism, they don't mean it actually, or like they're actually not invested in it. And here's how I mean it. David Simon is actually uh, an exception to this rule and I don't find him very pleasant and I didn't like the journalism season on The Wire and so I'm probably not gonna watch this new show, but (laughs) to his credit as a foul-mouthed douchebag, he's interested in systems. The people who use systemic racism to describe in a minute a police-involved shooting or some controversy that they don't know anything about except for what someone else tweeted, you don't click the button marked system there when you don't fucking know a detail. System is for things that actually are much worse. Like when you know the system, the system of, of that task force in Baltimore is so horrific. Go read up on it. It's amazing. You can't believe it. You can't believe how bad it is. And it reminds me very much of the Rampart Scandal in Los Angeles in the, in the late 1990s, mid 1990s, where there was an anti-gang task force that was given mm. extra kind of leeway and powers to do different things, and they just became a gang. And yeah. they also yeah. used um, uh, the ability to scare and and like the difference, the changes in the laws that had happened to re- regarding illegal immigrants to just go to people and say, all right, look, your ass is deported unless you cop to this crime that I just committed. Fuck you, and now what are you gonna do? That's the kind of shit that they were doing. It's amazing, and it's systemic. That is the word for that. And and like a lot of systems, it's based on a series of incentives gone awry, badly designed laws, badly designed this and that, degradations of that. Those are the greatest journalism stories. It is not a great journalism stories story to mash the systemic button when you just see something that you don't know any details about and yet that's where people go and that's very sim uh, 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 similar to robin d'angelo who we were name checking before and looking at her book nice racism uh where like systemic racism is just sort of built into every conversation and you're like okay cool tell me about the system and it's mm. never about the system it's about what is assumed in the human heart's of people and what is evidenced by any kind of measurement in which people who were worried about, which tends to be Black or Latino Americans, um, are are underperforming or over-indexing in some way. That's it, that's it. That is systemic racism. We've proved it because there's numerical inequalities. Um, no, the system actually is fascinating. It's totally important. And that'll get you to, to both wisdom um in real outrage like i can't believe this shit is possible type of outrage um and it'll also get you somewhere close to a solution that comes from that and i'll, I'll end with one recommendation that came across this today alec mcgillis who writes for pro, pro Publica, i can't pronounce a mm-hmm. word apparently at this point this evening um uh he had a great piece today having to do with baltimore he was on a jury That involved an actor who was both in that new thing, Camille, and he was also in The Wire and who was shot by a guy. Mm -hmm. Alec McGillis, who's written fantastic stuff about COVID policies in schools and kids and all this stuff. He's just a very careful, thoughtful journalist. Um, Described being on jury. Again, let's go to a jury trial. See what happens when this shit gets adjudicated. And it's actually a pretty thrilling uh, and complicated story about what happens when people don't agree and what happens into uh, in a community where you've lost faith for a very good reason in the police force, precisely because of all the shit that they did in Baltimore. Um, it's a great piece and it's so much more helpful than just going no, nope, systemic racism on this case. I don't know nothing about including the race of the cops like, no, there are better ways to go
1: about that. Um, quickly, just because I mentioned it, um, I sent it to you guys on that text chain. Um, it is on the media breaking news consumers handbook, and at the top it says cut out and tape near your computer or TV. And I have to say, it's it's actually uh, pretty good. I mean, there's a couple of things it I disagree is. with, but yeah. this is. But you know, it doesn't apply to cops shoot pregnant, unarmed, hands up, black woman because nobody wants to fight that misinformation you don't see a lot of people coming back and saying oh that turned out not to be true here's some you know uh more reporting on this uh this is this is what they say i'll just get a couple of them uh in the this is numbered one to nine in the immediate aftermath news outlets will get it wrong true don't trust anonymous sources that story in kansas city was based on an anonymous uh maybe not anonymous but one witness uh, three, don't trust stories that cite another news outlet as their source of information. That's what all of them did, as Camille um, rightly uh, called it. It's Xeroxing. Um, there's almost never a second shooter, of course. Uh, pay attention to the language the media uses. We are getting reports. Could mean anything. We are seeking confirmation. Means they don't have it. News outlet has learned. Mean it has a scoop or is a, is a, is going out on a limb. Uh, and this is, I think, the most important one. Look for news outlets close to the incident. All of the Kansas City news outlets that I sent you guys links to were, you know, the local Fox affiliate, local CBS affiliate and the Kansas City Star um, all had the correct story pretty quickly. Um, Compare multiple sources. um, Beware, reflexive, retweeting. Some of this is on you. Uh, You know, people do that. And and I've seen that a lot. They just don't do it Mm -hmm. always. And they should do it on this, too, because those are actually pretty, pretty wise uh, suggestions from uh, on the media, the WBUR show. What time is it? You yeah. still going? All right, we're still recording. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. Still
0: away. yeah, still still going. We got a little time.
1: Are there some politics
0: um, happening?
2: <laughs> is Joe Biden is uh Biden gave a speech I mean, back on tonight.
1: Isn't he in Saudi Arabia?
0: Another one. He's going to Saudi Arabia. <laughs>
1: He's yeah.
2: fucking going to. Saudi Seems like Korea. a bad idea. Oh, Every
0: on, single man. time he goes overseas for one of these things, he's pretty much declaring war on some other country, or like th- just making a declaration that we're going to assassinate a head of state, or te-
1: or telling shitty countries that we're going to be nicer to you if you pump more oil, like Venezuela and now Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia. Like, well, maybe single- maybe he'll maybe he'll go over there,
0: and because it's like Pride Month, he'll like go off script and say, "You know, this is why what trans is rights matter <laughs> yeah. so much." in saudi arabia hey, and gay rights is where we gays. love gay people in saudi arabia right that would be so that's the awesome. thing
2: because that the khashoggi be so awesome <laughs> right His, i mean yeah. joe biden did gay marriage i'm gonna fashion. get in let's, trouble let's, for this yeah, no i get in trouble for this but you
1: know i really wish yeah i'm gonna get in trouble for this yeah <laughs> that means he's about to say something that's not true um you know when i, when I you know, did you see the reporting saying. the other
2: day that he's like he's oh, you know one of the many like the, uh, the white house in disarray uh, things because you know the numbers are terrible yes um, and and they're gonna get worse when the economy goes bad, which is kind of clearly if the economy
1: goes worse, <laughs> yeah. it's gonna get
2: much worse um where he was pushing back on all the different times that he's had, you know, the White House has had to walk back his statements. Whether it's on Taiwan yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. or Putin yeah. or whatever, it's like, hey, I'm the president. Come on. People Come on. People like me for speaking off the air. I'm just being regular I mean, Joe over I'm, here. I, I, you know,
1: I'm commuting. I'm on the train. I'm on the yeah. Amtrak. Come on, man. Come on. No, yeah, dude, that's uh, Yeah, that was I like just, a Politico story, right? We, yeah, we,
2: the, it's been what, 21 years? I can't count uh, since 9 11. And we've had opportunistic, politicians and journalists and people on all sides of all issues to point out because it's fact that Saudi Arabia sucks Mm -hmm. ass and not even in a fun way, in in an unfunny, bad way. And like, I'm going to kill the gay people way. Mm -hmm. They fucking suck. They're terrible. They've had, for some reason, our balls over a barrel for all of these years and occasionally becomes uh you know politics in a presidential campaign and nothing fucking changes there's never the new president's like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna tell saudi Arabia to go fuck itself it never happens it's crazy and it's never gonna it's not happening now he's gonna go to saudi arabia they like chopped up a washington post op-ed writer just chopped him up (laughs) in the Mm. fucking embassy. And like, we're just going to go over there and hang out with one of the most authoritarian dictatorial countries in the fucking world, who's ambassador to the US for 20 years, uh, who's probably a fucking war criminal, walked around with suitcases with all America's secrets for all this time because he was leveraging it over people. Holy cow. When can we tell a shitty country to fuck off?
1: you know when Uh, what is the most valuable company on planet earth, Apple, up until a couple of weeks ago. And now it's Saudi Aramco. Uh, oh. Saudi Aramco is the, the, the reason that all of this exists. I mean, if gas was not hovering around $5 in the East coast and $8 in California, mm. I don't think Joe Biden would be making a trip to Saudi Arabia. I mean, it's a pretty simple thing. It's not too complicated. But, you know, as the it's not a thing like getting off of fossil fuels, that, you know, thing that people have said for so long and really not figured out how to do. Um, And we hate the man who's made the most strides, Elon Musk. But uh, it's you want to see the end of it beyond climate stuff, because the people that um, control that product, the devil's excrement as the Venezuelans call it. Uh, which is a great, by the way, a, a great phrase for oil. Um, our Venezuela, you know, uh, Russia, Saudi Arabia, etc. I mean, there's the Norwegians, us, which are nice, and us, us. until
2: 2020.
1: Until 2020, when, you know, and I, I went to some of those fracking places, uh, horizontal drilling places in North Dakota recently, and it was a marvel. It was an amazing thing to see. Um, but, you know, and, <laughs> It's it's very very frustrating because what it's kind of like the gun debate. It's like well we shouldn't be pumping all this oil like but we but we have to. You do understand that we have it hasn't changed yet. We haven't figured out the thing yet.
2: Exporter of this shit as recently as 2019 or 2020. That was a good deal, right? Yeah, it was a good deal. And but but we're in the process of doing it. We're we're making uh, reducing our carbon imprint for those who pretend to care about that shit too. Um, It's it's very very. Frustrating,
1: but you know you do have to deal with the Saudis. I mean, that's just a simple fact. That you know this, by the way, is. I mean, if you think that Joe Biden, the Democratic Party, or any president in any party, you know, thinks about Khashoggi and what happened to him, there's a very good documentary about this called The Dissident. By the way, which you should watch. Um, if you think, I mean, it's a horrifying documentary and, and amazing mm. too. But if you think that they care about this. You're crazy because Joe Biden cares about getting gas prices down because his political career is on the line. And that's why he's going to Saudi Arabia. Full stop. There's no other reason. Drill fucking more oil. Have have more fracking in America. I mean, you, you have, I mean, at this point is that we're not drilling more in America does not, you know, uh, induce more people to buy um, you know, gas-powered vehicles or gas-powered mowers. It's, you know, Teslas are too expensive. And when those prices come down, it's not going to matter. No one cared. People are going to love not to fill up their car with, you know, $80 of gasoline. They're going to love to plug their car. And this is not a culture war issue. This is an issue of practicality. And right now, it's not <laughs> that practical for people. You know, I mean, I, I, you know, talk to people, I remember talking to, was I was talking to my mother about this, somebody of like, well, how do you, like if you're driving and you're about dead, how does it, how does it work? And then the conversation was like, do you have to stay overnight while well, the thing charges? I'm like, no, <laughs> it's not It's not like charging a phone. You know, it's would, not gonna take you three hours. You would ask the, same the exact question. same question. Although
0: no. oh, you said there, that this isn't a culture war issue. I believe AOC said that she would love to sell her Tesla.
1: So. What, and replace it with what, a, a Dodge Ram? God,
0: I don't Pinto. Know.
1: well the the, Chi- the chinese communists make make a bunch of uh like neo then uh huh. there, there's other yeah yeah just buy a neo that's a yeah at least it has a hammer for, and sickle on the for the people somewhere <laughs> <laughs> for the people because the they ultimately ego. own the company right so, the people's car yeah the people's oh, car yeah god so yeah that's that's that but but uh saudi and then what else is you know what else is he doing beyond the fact that gas is... Well, it cost me like $80 to fill my car the other day.
0: Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Fun, I did see crazy. the $8. Like It's pushing 8 bucks over in, in California. Mm-hmm. Very glad to not be there, although it's still pretty bad here. Should have bought the damn Tesla. Although I am getting one of them damn Cybertrucks. I'm getting me one of them Tesla Even You've been trying... You, they don't exist yet, do it's, they? Yeah, you can't get it until next year. Well, that's when it's supposed to be delivered. We'll see what happens. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm going to get me one when it's available. But um, right. I, you mentioned Politico... I Oh,
2: go I ahead, wanted Matt. to point out just before I forget, because I've gone out. Yeah, do it. Um, that <laughs> That's Our uh, great listener and, uh, and a live show attendee, Sandy Balzer, of all goddamn things, on her way back to San Francisco, um, found herself uh, the recipient of an annoying conversation with, with her travel mate on an Airtran, asking her whether she was registered to vote. Uh, long story short... Was Bill Ayers <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying to get her to not uh vote for the Chesapeake Boudin recall? Because that's his, his son, son, yeah, his adopted incredible. son. Incredible, because his actual parents
1: are 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 in, either in prison or dead. Uh, uh, we're in prison. So did the did the train blow up soon after she got it, off? <laughs> no, but
2: but like the the piece is incredible because her dad was uh, was a cop, and like his one of his first actions, Moynihan was to be bait for the Black Panther snipers who wanted to shoot into San Francisco. I think it's over in the Presidio or somewhere like that. Um, and so like, it's pretty visceral. And so she called her dad after hanging out with Bill Ayers. And he's like, yeah, I, if cool I saw story. Bill
1: Ayers on a train in San Francisco, I would say you guys were definitely involved in the San Francisco precinct bombing, weren't you? I mean, we know. I mean, I I have it on pretty good authority that that is true, but uh, it's never been proven because people died in that. And Bill Ayers likes to say that you know we we had a clean record of being bad at bombing and not actually killing anyone. Mm. Um, but uh, <laughs> I don't. Believe He's been that cagey to be true. on that. Quite a claim a to flame. Yeah. He's yeah. been cagey, cagey, on that. But uh, like, he, look, his father was the head of the power company in Chicago. He grew up in incredible privilege. He bombed things. Had the most insane ideas you could possibly have. Really toxic political ideas. He's a college professor now. His uh, son is the DA in San Francisco. What a fucking country!
2: And uh, he's pals with Steve Kerr, um, uh, game one coach of a game we're not going to talk about because uh, we don't want to. Wait, up, he is in one hand. Yeah, that comes he, out. In the he same claims to be. Thing.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah, he claims he claims that uh, that, that that Steve supports Chessis, uh over overcoming the recall. Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I, I mean, know. it must be hard for him because all of his political heroes never had to face an electorate like. <laughs> man, et cetera, et etc. He, he doesn't He's he described.
2: He, uh, complained. She was like, what's your problem with the recall? And it's like, well, besides the sun I- issue is that it's anti-democratic, which I just mm. love, like, yeah, no, you know, this thing, this, <laughs> this <not> mechanism <laughs> that was created by progressives 110 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Particularly to add more democracy.
1: Yeah, I um, mean, that's especially funny if you're coming from a man who's never ever believed in democracy <laughs> and uh, you never supported a regime that was democratic. Well, that's the so. thing about
0: like the recalls in general. They were saying that this was some sort of crazy Republican conspiracy when they were trying to recall the school board uh, members, and they ended up like losing that in dramatic fashion, like dramatic, yeah. dramatic Buying fashion.
2: 40 percentage
0: points. I mean, close. if. Oh, if if, right. that, if that is a republican, republican conspiracy, conspiracy now. like trump actually won california <laughs> like that's the yeah but yeah. in <laughs> exactly. polls are like
2: 65 35 last i look uh against him um our pal nancy's out He's there not looking like, good for now it's not looking good for him not looking um, good for him uh but yeah. laura Bazelon, our uh, previous guest she's is, pro uh, not just pro but like like will represent him in public debates pro mm. so oh, like wow. she's out there oh, we uh, should uh, talk
0: pom- about we should talk about with her.
1: Maybe we should talk about yeah, we should it. Yeah, should get her I, on. I want her back. After I want her he back. loses. And, uh, <laughs> ask her why she sank his campaign to keep his job. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess that's – I, I, I understand, you know, as a progressive where she's uh, – where she'd probably be coming from on that. But, uh, but I don't as a matter of, uh, you know uh, – practical politics for the people of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I don't believe, by the way, that replacing Chase Abedin is going to solve the problem. I think it will uh, help. In a, in, in a, I and mean, you don't want in a uh, crime wave that is unique and you can parse the numbers however you want. But if you were in San Francisco 10 years ago and you were in San Francisco 10 hours ago and you don't notice the difference, you, there's some, there's something wrong with you. You're not paying attention. Uh, it's just noticeably a much you know, more a horrible place um i mean i like san francisco a lot i've had connections there for a long time i wish i could like it now and i just don't i just don't have a good time there anymore mostly because it's been like denuded of people that were fun i mean it just doesn't it just seems like that there's not you know a vibrant culture like there was in the (laughs) you know 90s every time you say something it feels like you're
0: saying there aren't enough gays there is what i keep hearing you say
1: no i think there are plenty of gays there <laughs> i think there are actually quite a few i don't know if i, I haven't it's been in fun, a while fun but game. i think there's a lot of gay people there um <laughs> well yeah no you always need more gay people to make a neighborhood better but um but uh yeah that's i i just I, I can't get my head around it and you need to you need to you know bare your teeth and 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 blame someone and the person who's you know not so fond of prosecuting these these uh but shall we say quality of life crimes, which are not quality of life crimes, so much worse. But uh, but yeah, I mean, recall the guy. You know, you want to change the law for recall that you guys were behind before, do it. Good luck. But Chase boudin's gonna try to find a new job. he probably be a university professor in, in you know, in a in a month, you know. That's where they all land. That's where his mother landed after jail.
0: <laughs> if anyone can marshal a credible argument in favor of Chessa, it would be Laura Basilia Esquire So, we yeah, should she's certainly she's have her, she's very, very,
1: very, very bright, and yeah. I like her a lot, even though I don't she's like on her back. She flirted with all of us. <laughs> no, that's not true. Well, she that's slid into true. my DMs yesterday,
0: done... I shouldn't have said that
1: out loud, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, am, I, am I allowed to say that? Is that kissing? It mean, depends <laughs> on, yeah, I mean, depends. You told <laughs> you said what generally happened, but you didn't have any detail. So, when the well, good, yeah, yeah,
0: gentleman never tells. Um, yeah,
1: you do understand she's married with like a couple kids <laughs> so you are defaming her right now oh my god you oh you just oh my god snot rocketed he just not rocketed
2: we the got, biggest oh got, my god we got turtle head from Moynihan, and we snot rocketed with camille
1: oh <laughs> my <laughs> lord that was amazing yeah. I,
0: have, I, I just allergies that, that was, was allergies that was a big no, fucking a what long, the hell came smile. out of your nose
1: <laughs> jesus that was like, a, like, a, like a long oh, narrow God. white like a, stone that
0: green, a <laughs> translucent green worm wow nobody nobody knows. believes that. It was <laughs> that, that was cgi that was cgi it's a pretty impressive
1: cgi fucking hell. Um,
0: before we before right. we punch out um there was a yeah. you mentioned a, a story yeah. out of politico which reminded me of another story in politico from earlier this week uh which is a uh, Biden sees exodus of Black staffers and some frustration among those who remain. Um, the, the opening bars here, at least 21 Black staffers have left the White House since late last year or are planning to leave soon. Some of those who remain say it's no wonder why. They describe a work environment with little support for their super- from their superiors and few chances for promotion. Actually, guess, are they saying uh, this is because they're Black? Uh, yes, actually, that they they don't feel supported because they're black. Um, It goes on to say some people, sorry, some people have not had the best experience. And a lot of that has to do with the dearth of black leadership, said one former White House official who is black. Think about any workplace. Black folks need some person to go to, to strategize and be a mentor. And we just don't have as many folks who can be mentors to us because there aren't enough Black people. Um, They brought in a ton of Black people generally to start without ever establishing an infrastructure to retain them or help them be successful, said the third current Black White House official. If there is no clear infrastructure of how to be successful, you become just as invisible in this space than you would be if you were not. In it, language. Unquote. What, what I find yeah. astonishing about this, and it's it is entirely possible for <laughs> something to be infantilizing and for there to be people who who desperately want to be treated in this kind of deplorable way, because they sound like children. It, they sound like people who who like are are. I'm, I'm not using the, the the phrase in a in a derogatory way, but it sounds like uh, folks who are special needs. They want a job in a high stakes environment, ostensibly, something that is supposed to be demanding, a demanding professional environment. But they need to be the White House. Yeah, (laughs) they need to (laughs) be coddled and they need to be supported by people who look like them. They only feel comfortable talking to people who look like them. If that is you, if that describes you you probably shouldn't be working in high stakes environment (laughs) and Mm. demanding professional career you should be fired and you should be replaced with someone of any other potential background or appearance or sexual orientation or whatever the fuck who can actually do their job and understands that doing your job successfully is the best way to secure advancement and to ensure that you have a safe happy long tenure here in your place of employment being a whiny, nasty asshole who insists that you need to have people who look like you be your su- supervisors.
1: Uh, <laughs> mentors. fucking weird. It's weird. It, 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 if Let's take one of those people. And, you know, high achieving, I assume, because they're in the White House. Um, college educated. Uh, imagine that they have heroes. And because they are um, seem to be rather entranced by this idea of, of race, I imagine those heroes might be somebody like James Baldwin, might be somebody like W.E.B. Du Bois. If you want to emulate people like that, maybe think that people like that didn't have mm. a room full of Black people that were there to, you know, big them up and give them a, you know, 10 fingers over the fence, you know, just like, we need to give you this extra lift. You need this because you like, these are people that were actually in an environment that was, racist as, you know, in institutionally in the actual proper sense of that, that it was (laughs) ubiquitous and overcame it and uh, became rather, rather impressive uh, and extra impressive because of it, you know, and if you want it, like, why don't you aspire to being somebody like that? And also you're in the Biden White House who literally said, like, we're not, we're going to make sure that we have racial quotas. In our hiring, in our Supreme Court picks, in everything. And you thought that would and be a good in friend. our in our in our vice president. You don't have anyone to look up to? What about the vice president? The well, vice president I, is not a, a white guy. No? Sure. Is that maybe that maybe they're sexist too? Maybe they're not they're just sexist and they don't want to but but that is an amazing um thing. And it's incredible that people don't even blink at that and it just doesn't get any coverage. But like essentially what those people are doing are talking to the media, talking to Politico and accusing the Biden White House of being racist. Yeah. That's a big story, isn't it? Oh, you know why it's not a big story? Because nobody believes it. We just (laughs) ignore it. We don't make fun of it. We just ignore it because we don't believe it. Nobody believes it. Nobody believes that. And they say, okay, just look the other way. But, you know, nobody wants to call out the fact that it is transparently not true. That, you know, no one is there to support you, whatever. And again, you're in the White House. This is not a job where people are going to support you. This is a job when everybody has a knife out to plunge it into the back of the person in, uh, in front of them or above them, and mm. use that knife as a as a ladder step to the next position. That's right. what politics is like, and that's what the White a, House is especially
0: the next position being a, a very well paid contributorship at MSNBC. Um, the, <laughs> the thing, the thing, I, I used the phrase "special needs" earlier, and I, I feel a little uncomfortable about it. It for a couple of different reasons, perhaps the most important reason is because people with actual disabilities like don't animate this kind of special concern from the national news media, <laughs> and <laughs> that that's weird. Like that it's is weird. there's something grotesque about something like this appearing in Politico, but the editors there thinking that yeah, this is something that really needs to be written. That the the, the it's a Negro story about feelings, feelings. it's the White not a story House. about facts <laughs> yeah special concerns. Imagine it's that. a feeling story there's yeah, like five, five people who say this yeah there's five the people who, who believe
2: this it's weird i have about this is um have eh, either of you guys um ever w- woken up in your professional working life you know from age 18 on or whatever it is however you however define it hand like from 35 on um <laughs> and uh and said you know what god damn it you know the thing that i need in my workplace i need a mentor oh my god (laughs) i really you know i just i'm feeling dissatisfied it's inadequate i'm unfulfilled because i don't have a i'm like a mentor Hmm? it's it's, i've never i I, I find that super weird but i'm i'm also open to the idea that i'm old
0: I encounter a lot of that, actually, in in um, in the in the circles that I that I move in, where I will encounter a lot of very successful, like startup entrepreneurs, finding mentorship and uh, an executive coach, someone who can help them succeed at their very demanding job is something that a lot of very successful people do, Um, but they actually just go out and find this person. I don't have an expectation that it will be provided for them. It's going to happen. Um, and the, the so person you- also <laughs> probably knows what they're doing versus the White
1: House where everybody comes in not knowing what they're doing. That's the whole point of it. And I don't think anyone ever wakes up or should wake up and say, I want a mentor. Okay. And then the next beat is, and here is the here are the racial requirements. <laughs> I mean, that's insane. Um, well, that's insane.
0: Maybe maybe yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's fine. But there's a word for that.
1: Um, yeah, so. yeah. I mean, yeah, if, if, if he, was, if he was, if he were alive and I could wake up and say, I want like Bayard Rustin to be my mentor, I would absolutely do that because he's a f- absolutely fascinating and brilliant guy. And I love his writing and I just unsung hero in a lot of ways. And he hated commies, but yeah, that's like, <laughs> I, I would never think like, oh, well he's black and he's gay too. And those are mm. two things that I am not um you know much to matt's disappointment that i'm yeah. i'm not because he gets to likes to pretend that because it's a month for me by the way this is my month june <laughs> matt you know that right it's my month yeah by the way, when is it going to become Was like a quarter because it used I to be it used to be that. like gay pride week and now it's Gay Pride month i think it should be a quarter next
0: at the moment we're still limiting people to years but but you're right there may be like sort of centuries uh very Get, soon i'm not i'm not exactly sure I'm I'm almost inclined to to <laughs> to reprise to reprise the thing that has gotten me to into a little bit of hot water like this week. But I mean the truth is that it's just a sentiment I've expressed on like numerous occasions about Pride Month and about X X race history month and all of these other weird kind of celebrations. Like race and gender and sexuality are are not things that ought to be sources of shame or pride. Full stop. Mm. They they aren't the substance of your identity. And and amongst the ranks of anyone who I actually have any meaningful level of sincere respect for, like their race, gender, sexuality are are among the least important things about them. Like that's not why I admire them. It's not and why I'll, I them. And always
1: them. the least interesting.
0: Which uh, definitely, it, it ought to be. Um, And it is certainly true that there are people who suffer like horrible things and overcome horrible things on account of those factors. But that's still not the thing that's most important about them. The 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 discipline, the the relentlessness, the determination to overcome adversity, whatever that adversity is, whatever the source of it happens to be. That's a thing that I can celebrate and I can praise, but it is not gay power it's not gay courage it's not trans strength it's just strength and i think there is an an important and worthwhile distinction to be drawn between like regarding people like the dignity and potential of every individual person um versus like enthroning their their trivial attributes And it is true that some people don't regard those attributes as trivial, but I don't have to play by those fucking rules. Those rules are bad. And I don't have to accept this this ridiculous phony binary that the only response to people who kind of practice shaming you for things that you don't necessarily have any control over or just a preference that you have for someone of of the same gender um is for you to 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 invest that thing with a great deal of importance it's just it's false it isn't true that isn't the only response that isn't the only way to get by and i do think that they are errors of precisely the same kind and the principle at work that makes me say something like that is the precisely the value that makes it essential for me to reject racism and reject sexism and reject homophobia like for exactly the same reason that I reject that, I reject the the ridiculous practice, um, which is often born out of very good intentions, um, of investing these same qualities with a great deal of importance that they just don't deserve. They don't deserve that sort of attention and interest. Full stop. The, g- the gay. Go is Really,
1: yeah. Uh,
2: really interesting there, and you had a distinction on Twitter that's uh, stuck with me, which is that. You can be grateful for being, yes. you know, an American. In my case, I'm grateful that I'm.
0: I'm grateful for that. American,
2: yeah. American, and Californian in particular, like fucking awesome. It's great. Um, and am my proud of being an American. Am I proud of being a Californian? Or at least I at know I'm shit, free. <laughs> I mean, it's like <sighs> I, 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 I'm not a prideful. Person, but like if if there's any pride involved, it's of accomplishments. It's not of of like categories that I inherited.
1: I can uh, make a small defense, actually, of do of, it particularly when it comes to to uh, gay issues. Um, th- there is a lot to be said for the public normalization of something that had long been cast as abnormal, and, and
2: proud. It would be the, uh, Yeah.
1: I mean, like I, the pride, I don't understand myself. I think it's the the wording is all weird and wrong, but you know, and I don't love all of this, like, you know, uh, you know, visas, gay, private, like, okay, this is about you. It's not about anybody else. It's not, you're not, we're supporting our employees. Like what, do you not support them other months? I mean, what does that even mean to support your uh, employees in their um, you know, sexual pursuits or personal lives? The way I would defend it though, is to say that, you know, it is important that there was uh, Will and Grace. It is important Mm -hmm. that there was Ellen. Um, Mm -hmm. That kind of stuff and that visibility was important. I don't believe that the idea of constantly saying it's an entire month, I think that probably actually works against, uh, you know, the concept of like larger acceptance of gay people, but you can see it in the numbers. I mean, what explains? the Gallup poll that came out yesterday that showed the highest level of support for gay marriage ever in American history, ever recorded by Gallup at 71%. In 1996, Gallup had it at 27%. 99, 35%, 42% in, in 2004. And when Barack Obama was elected, 46%, then down to 40% in 2008. And now 71% in all the years previous, it's pretty much that, 63, 64, 65. There's a reason that all happened now. And that's because we had public debates about gay marriage. We had public debates about sort of The humanity of gay people who are living in these sorts of relationships that seemed strange to a lot of people, to a lot of people that just didn't encounter gay people. And I think the humanity, like the interaction, whether it's from television or from media or something, not from corporations, not from corporations putting a pride flag on. That's actually very annoying to people, I think, and does not actually open people's minds. It's like, you know, I think my mother would have, I think I've said this before, probably would have been one of those people that's like, what, men getting married? Like 20 years ago and is now like, he doesn't even notice it, doesn't even blink. Like, you know, meets people who are friends of mine or friends of my brother's or just, you know, in the ether, people she knows that are gay and like doesn't, it's not something she tells me. Like, oh, I met this guy and he was gay. Like, it's just not a thing. And it's because she's interacted, you know, in pop culture uh, Mm -hmm. with this concept. So I think that is good, but I think that's conflated in a lot of ways with, you know, aggressive attempts at saying we are a, a a people apart. We've been through the ringer, true. And we've come out and we are separate and we must, you know, be, have affinity groups that are just for us. We have to, you know, you know, I have to have a, you know, a gay mentor at work. I'm sure that kind of thing has happened. I mean, there was conversation about these uh, gay affinity groups at amazon something you sent camille um mm-hmm. and having like a die-in or something because they were selling books that they considered transphobic that's when it tips over into making that 71 percent, 61 percent, because now you're going in the other direction that people people don't like it's that introduction of the basic humanity that is most people are good people most people are decent people that will when confronted with that be like yeah i didn't really get it before but you know stop trying to re-engineer like you know it's the Soviets. stalin called writers the engineers of the soul stop trying to re-engineer people's souls and say that you know we have to keep going further now it's going to be trans uh, rights and you have to say that leah thomas is the same as blah 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 that, that that whole debate it's like no i don't i don't believe that these are all the same thing i think they're actually quite different
2: to put a put it in one sentence like there's there's something to be prideful in in being out when that was dangerous and 100%. Was dangerous in some places the 100%, um, because, that's also true yeah. because you're going to take slings and arrows um, yourself personally but also that's part of the process of developing that proximity that made everyone's moms and grandparents uh, eventually come around um, yeah, yeah so yeah. like that's awesome and Camille's mother's not that. come around yet. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be wild. <laughs> no nah,
1: she hasn't <laughs> she hasn't yeah. she hasn't she hasn't
0: i mean i don't like will or grace <laughs> <laughs> you know i i feel like i don't i don't i don't bad mouth my mother on this podcast no, but i no, do no, i no, do no. put a lot of i air some of her dirty laundry but the thing is she doesn't regard it as dirty i mean she just we talked yeah. about it this week she said i mean camille it's a sin so it's not really yeah. controversial here. It's not <laughs> yeah, my fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't make the <laughs> yeah. rules. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't it write sit. the Bible. I'm just so, reading it. <laughs> nasty. Nasty. <laughs> oh,
2: dear. She's, way, she's do cordial you hear her about accent it. Accent when she, when she she's talks.
0: She's cordial. Is my mother doesn't actually have like a, a, a serious accent. She just has certain words that she can't say. Like she's been here too long. So if she goes like to Jamaica, like they would laugh at her if she tried to talk with an accent. It's just weird. But she can't say like weird things like smith. Like she says simit. It's just really it's strange. There's other words as well. Stuff with THs is hard for her. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, All right. Well, let's end um, on the note of uh denouncing your mother. Uh yeah, which yeah. is always a strong or- ending.
0: Or, or some applause for LeBron James, who just smashed one billion—the one billion dollar barrier. Um, yes, he did. And has become the first NBA star to uh, to become a billionaire while he's playing the game. The he's first also 30, Chinese
1: puppet, thirty-seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to become a nba billionaire well He's good for him yeah player. only He's only gonna, china yes. can make him shut up
0: and dribble only china yes.
1: yeah
0: <laughs> um although even then he didn't really do that he said yeah. like no no you don't talk yeah you don't yeah. talk about china <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> all right okay um well, we'll be back again soon so bye back again soon bye bye oh sign up for the patreon bye no no fuck <laughs> not the patreon <laughs> Wait, go no. sign up for the substack. <laughs> don't what, what? where are we? Substack? <laughs> Substack's the one. Do that. Yeah. Sign up for the sub set up for the sub stack. Bye. 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 <laughs> we, we, we know of new methods of attack. The Trojan Horde. The fifth column.